Kane Review, Print Speaking to the Blind, celebrating 40 years of audio newspaper production. Welcome to this week's edition of the Kirkintill Herald podcast, recorded at the Bishop Riggs Media Centre by our amazing volunteers. You can get in touch with us via Facebook, Twitter or Instagram using at Kane Review. That is at symbol C-U-E-A-N-D-R-E-V-I-E-W. You can also contact us directly by emailing information at cunereview.com. That is I-N-F-O-R-M-A-T-I-O-N at symbol C-U-E-A-N-D-R-E-V-I-E-W dot C-O-M or by calling 0141-772-3976. That's 0141-772-3976. This week's podcast, date 24th of January 2024, is read to you by volunteers Alan, Corey, Hunter, Ian and Rebecca. No promises over stations. Scotland's Justice Secretary has refused to offer a commitment over the future of Bishop Briggs and Mulgai police stations. That came after questioning from Labour MSP Neil Bibby who challenged Angela Constance in the Scottish Parliament over plans to close both. We told you in December how both stations looked set to be axed by Police Scotland amidst a national cost-cutting exercise. The stations were two of 29 buildings in the estate that were referred to as surplus to requirement. West Scotland representative Mr Bibby said last week, It is important that the Scottish Government does not wash its hands of the issue or say that it is only an operational matter when my constituents in Mulgai and Bishop Briggs are extremely concerned about the possible closures of their local police stations. What financial support will the government provide to protect local stations if the police and public deem them necessary? Where the police have indicated that they support a replacement present, does the Cabinet Secretary agree that any replacement should be made on a like-for-like basis? Ms Constance said the plans from Police Scotland were aimed at modernising its estate to make it fit for purpose. She added, We are supportive of plans to co-locate with other parts of the public sector, including local authorities, which promotes closer working and collaboration, delivering better outcomes for individuals and communities. I recognise that, in some instances, people feel very strongly about the police estate and about police buildings in their local communities, hence the consultation. However, as we move forward, it is crucial that we we have modern and fit-for-purpose facilities and that we bear in mind that police officers tend to be mobile in their work. Speaking after the exchange in Parliament, Mr Bibby said it was disappointing no commitment over the future of the stations was given. He added, I agree with her that we need modern and fit-for-purpose facilities, but such warm words are an obvious smokescreen for what are obviously cuts brought about as Police Scotland itself acknowledges, because of its terrible financial situation. Eastern Bartonshire deserves better than this. We deserve a government that will stand up for our police station and stand up for local policing. The Scottish Government are ultimately responsible for this situation. This Week in History, read by me, Ian. January the 25th, 1938. The Aurora Borealis, Northern Lights, were seen as far south as London's West End and throughout Western Europe. It was due to intense sunspot activity. 
On this day last year, ants can detect the smell of cancer in urine, scientists found. January the 26th, 1841, Hong Kong was proclaimed British sovereign territory. On this day last year, Maria Brañas Moreira, then aged 115, entered the Guinness World Record books as the world's oldest person after the death of Lucille Randon, 118. The key to long life, she revealed, was to stay away from toxic people. January 27th, 1992 Jennifer Flowers accused Arkansas Governor Bill Clinton of being a liar after he denied having a 12-year affair with her. On this day last year, Scottish actor Alan Cumming handed back his OBE, citing the toxicity of empire. January 28th, 1993 The IRA bombed Harrods for the third time in 20 years. Four people were injured. On this day last year, a rare geocomete chandelier bought for £250 in a London antique shop was set to sell for millions at auction. January 29th, 1916 Zeppelins bombed Paris for the first time. On this day last year, a rare green comet, lasting around 50,000 years ago, was due to make its closest pass by Earth. Walking 8K for charity. Beats and Cancer Charity is launching its 8K Steps a Day challenge to raise vital funds to support cancer patients across the west of Scotland. The 8,000 steps walked each day represent the 8,000 new patients the Beats in West of Scotland Cancer Centre treats each year. The challenge runs for 30 days and can start and end whenever suits each person. It can be completed by walking to work instead of taking the car, by exercising during lunchtime breaks, or simply by just making more time in the day to get some steps in. Everyone who signs up will receive a free Beats in Cancer charity t-shirt. Once the challenge is completed, each person will have walked 240,000 steps, the equivalent of 100 miles, or walking from Glasgow to Edinburgh and back. Clinical trial radiographer Donna Caldwell and Chloe Wilkinson are partly funded by Beats and Cancer Charity and both are taking part in the challenge. Donna told us, I've worked in the Beatson for nearly 17 years and have seen firsthand the amazing support the charity provides for so many. Getting involved in a challenge like this allows people to contribute to a cause they care about while doing something that boosts their own health and personal well-being. It's an achievable goal that people can accomplish whilst raising awareness for a charity that supports so many people facing tough challenges every day. Chloe will also be completing the trial alongside Donna. She added, Beats and Cancer Charity supports cancer patients throughout their journey and also supports radiotherapy research as well as clinical trials to improve patient outcomes. I would like to support the charity in return. By taking part in a challenge like this and raising money, you are indeed directly contributing to the charity and its great work, but by wearing the charity's t-shirt, using your local social media to post the photos you've taken while getting your steps in and sharing your success, you are sharing the charity with a wider audience. To sign up to the challenge... And to find out more about the work the charity does and how you can help support it, head to the Beatson website. Helping to quit as recorded by Hunter MacDonald. 
Kirkintilloch residents who have successfully given up smoking in the last couple of years are being encouraged by a campaigning health charity to share their experiences about how they managed to quit. As part of the charity's preparations for No Smoking Day, which takes place on 13th of March, ASH Scotland is urging people in Kirkintilloch to share details of their journeys to live a tobacco-free life by highlighting the motivating factors which prompted their quit-smoking attempts and if they gave up through sheer willpower and personal determination or the types of support they found to be most useful. ASH Scotland is tackling tobacco head-on by campaigning to reduce the harms caused by smoking. For more information, follow the health charity's social media channels on Instagram and Facebook. Award-winning station is shining. More than half a million journeys have been made at Scotland's award-winning Rob Royston station as it celebrates its fourth anniversary this month. The £14 million station, situated in the northeast outskirts of Glasgow, was officially opened in December 2019 and it had an immediate impact with average customer journeys of 3,500 per week rising to around 4,200 in 2023. After a challenging period during the pandemic, a recovery in 2022 saw more than 140,000 journeys to and from the station, with a massive 58% increase for 2023, with 220,000 journeys. Now in its fourth year, ScotRail is celebrating with total journeys of more than half a million. As part of ScotRail's commitment to Net Zero, the station which connects Rob Royston and Milliston residents with Scotland's largest city offers a free park and ride facility to take cars off the road and ease congestion into Glasgow city centre. With 263 free parking spaces including 12 electric vehicle charging bays and easy access to the M80, the station provides an easy commuting option for local residents as well as drivers travelling into Glasgow city centre from further afield. Phil Campbell from ScotRail said, We're delighted to be celebrating four years of servicing the Rob Royston area with reaching the fantastic milestone of half a million customer journeys. The investment in Rob Royston station as well as the facilities it brings to the local area is a perfect example of how we can encourage more people out of their cars and onto trains as part of our commitment to net zero. Young local band set to headline Glasgow Brewery. A teenage Bishop Briggs band are gearing up to showcase their sound at one of Glasgow's trendiest venues. Young Galvarino will play at Drygate Brewery in the city's east end in a night of acoustic and electric music. A young up-and-coming four-piece multi-instrumentalist band, El Galvarino is made up of Catalina, Karina, Carlito and Chris. The band are regulars on the busking and music scene, racking up thousands of likes and views online. Their unique blend of music is played both acoustic and electric and includes rock, blues, folk, indie and Latin. On the back of their successful debut single, The Sound, the band are currently recording new original songs to be released in 2024 and will perform these at the gig in March. These will be mixed in with classics and support on the night comes from solo artist John Christopher. 
the Glaswegian singer-songwriter is well known in the Scottish music scene, citing influences from Robert Johnson, Davy Graham and the Beatles. Already booked for a number of festivals this year, fans headed to see the band can expect to hear original, self-written material from the talented youngsters who also excel with their own version of covers. Doors to the gig on Sunday, March the 10th, open at 5.30pm, with live performances starting at 6pm and running till 7.30pm. Tickets can be bought via skiddle.com. Show homes now open to Peruse. Avant Homes, West Scotland, has opened a five-bedroom family show home at its £57 million Darach Fields development in Rob Royston. Located just off Daffodil Place, close to the M80, the 167 home development comprises of a mix of three, four and five bedroom homes. Prices range from £339,995 for a four bedroom, three storey townhouse to £519,995 for a five bedroom detached house. Interested buyers can now visit the popular five-bedroom uphall showroom to experience one of the Avanti homes, practical designed, energy-efficient new homes at first hand. On the ground floor, the uphall features a bright and spacious hallway leading to a generous lounge room. The hallway also gives access to a useful storage space and a large WC with contemporary sanitary wear. At the back of the property, there is a modern open-plan living space featuring a stylish kitchen with integrated appliances, a bright and airy dining space and a family area perfect for relaxing. Two sets of French doors lead to the rear garden and a dedicated utility room gives access to the side of the house. There is also the space and security of a double garage offering additional parking or flexible multi-use storage. Upstairs, there is a spacious landing that features more flexible storage space. An extra-large primary bedroom boasts a stunning ensuite shower room and plenty of space for relaxing. Two large bedrooms share access to a Jack and Jill ensuite shower room with stylish tiling. An additional two bedrooms are served by a generous family bathroom with full-height tiling in a range of colours and finishes. Selected plots at Darachfields features part exchange where Avant Homes can acquire the buyer's existing property in return for buying a new built Avant Home. Avant Homes, West Scotland Sales and Marketing Director Teresa Barber said, We have a range of house types available at Darachfields and our uphaul home lets prospective buyers see for themselves what we have on offer. As a business, we are committed to providing quality new homes for everyone and helping people to make their ideal next move a reality. With our range of incentives and variety of house types, we are looking forward to welcoming more potential buyers to Darach Fields and continuing to create a new community. Read by Rebecca Matt's Pilot, a success The introduction of a new communications programme Talking Mats has improved well-being outcomes and entertainment and attainment for children who require increased communication support in our schools and early year centres. 
talking mats is an alternative and augmentative communication method which uses visuals to provide a communication structure to support children to express their views. The mats use picture symbols and incorporate topics that are sensitive and sometimes difficult for children and young people to discuss. Throughout 2022-2023, the Council conducted a talking mats pilot in 12 schools, specifically focusing on staff training, professional inquiry and S6 communication partnerships. Feedback from staff following the pilot phase highlighted improved staff-pupil relationships, improved pupil confidence, improved pupil self-reflection, improved pupil well-being, increased sense of pupil calm, reduced levels of dysregulation, quality of information supported professional discussion, increased pupil engagement, positive parent-carer feedback, talking mat-informed planning of supports. Following a report outlining the positive impact of the pilot, the Education Committee agreed to continue training staff in using talking mats communication methods in the next academic year. Convener of Education, Councillor Linda Williamson, said, The ability to communicate effectively is key to an individual's autonomy and the results of the pilot show the talking mats programme effectively supports children and young people with impaired communication. The introduction of the programme has also been an opportunity for our young people in S6 to contribute and participate in training. A group of S6 pupils demonstrated talking mats in a training workshop and they have worked with the licensed trainers to help train staff from school and early year centres. The young people involved have been developing confidence and learning new skills and at the same time providing staff with the tools to better support children and young people with augmented communication requirements. A build to boost businesses and cut congestion issues. Work is continuing to develop plans for a new road which aims to create fresh business opportunities and reduce congestion in Bishop Briggs. Following a detailed selection process, Eastern Bartonshire Council, after consultation with stakeholders and the public, has chosen the preferred route for the new Westry Hill Development Road, previously referred to as Phase 5 of the Bishop Briggs Relief Road. It is part of the Council's £34.88 million Place and Growth Programme, funded by the UK and Scottish Governments through the Glasgow Region. Glasgow City Region City Deal. Public consultation took place last year with five options for a new stretch of road starting just north of the Western Hill Railway Bridge at Loch Grog Roundabout, Phase 4 of the Bishop Briggs Relief Road, and tying in with the A803 Kirkendilla Road. The preferred route, Option A, is the most westerly of the choices, running north from Loch Grog Roundabout east of HMP Lomos and connecting to the existing road network at Cross Hill Road. It includes pedestrian and cycle paths as well as upgraded turns roundabout. In comparison to the other potential routes, option A is considered to perform well overall against the project's objectives and minimise environmental impact. More information is available on the Council website eastonbartershire.gov.uk forward slash WDR. The delivery of the Western Hill Development Road aims to 
Unlock key strategic sites in the Western Hill Regeneration Area to ensure there is space for local companies to grow, attract other high-quality businesses and reduce barriers to jobs locally. Remove non-essential traffic from travelling through Bishop Briggs Town Centre. Alleviate air quality issues on the A803 and enable route corridor to improvements. Support a well-connected workforce within Eastern Bartonshire and the wider city region. Promote improved road infrastructure, coupled with sustainable travel options, particularly for commuting journeys. Further consultation will take place with landowners and stakeholders in the coming months, and updated information will be shared with the public. It is envisaged design work will continue into the early 2025, after which the project will move into the procurement and delivery phase. Council leader Gordon Blow said, Consultation took place on route options for the Wester Hill Development Road last year. Thanks to everyone who took part. All of your feedback was collated and is helping to, to inform future work. As well as providing the latest information to ensure residents, groups and businesses are kept up to date, we will be working with the landowners and stakeholders to develop a detailed design which provides the best balance in terms of benefit, cost and environment. The City Deal project, in conjunction with Strathclyde Partnership for Transport and Glasgow City Council, is taking an integrated approach to improve infrastructure within eastern Bartonshire and the north of Glasgow, with three main elements. Bishop Briggs Town Centre Regeneration, Delivery of the Wester Hill Development Road and a Master Plan for Wester Hill, Improvement to the 803 Route Corridor. The overall completion date is the end of 2026. Kirkins Film Fest is nigh. A brand new blockbuster year is about to begin at Kirkinsella Town Hall as it hosts a Scottish Film Festival. Kirky Picture Palaces, KPP, Scottish Film Festival takes place on January 27th and 28th with full weekend passes and tickets for individual movies on sale. The KPP is organised by Your Kirky and supported by Eastern Bartonshire Leisure and Culture, EDLC, Trust which operates Kirkintalk Town Hall. Councillor Jim Gibbons, EDLC Chairman, said, We're pleased to be able to host KPP's first ever Scottish Film Festival at Kirkintalk Town Hall. The homegrown cinema has been popular with people of all ages. Serena Marshall, Cinema Coordinator, said, We were delighted to welcome nearly 200 people to our Christmas movies event, as well as Santa Claus. In addition to the festive films, we also had a snow machine and the wonderful Kirkintal Kelvin Brass Band played several seasonal tunes for our customers. Thanks to all who supported us in 2023, not least our fantastic volunteers who make the Picture Palace possible. In addition to the festival, there will be a baby-friendly screening of Brave PG at 10am on January 30th with tickets available online and on the door. Single tickets are available at £5 for adults and £3 per child, depending on age, rating of film. The full listings and tickets are available from Create ED 46 Cowgate Kirkintillich 
and online at the Yorkerke website. Big Garden Birdwatch Count the birds in your patch Over half a million people took part in Big Garden Birdwatch across the UK in 2023, counting an incredible 9.1 million birds over the course of the weekend. In Scotland alone, more than 36,000 people took part last year, counting more than 670,000 birds. And the Royal Society for the Protection of Birds is hoping even more will take part in the count this coming weekend. Readers have been asked to choose an hour between Friday, January 26th and Sunday, January 28th to count the birds in their garden or a green space close to home. Last year, house sparrows took the top spot, but counts of these chirpy birds are down by 57% compared to the first bird watch in 1979, and nearly 22 million house sparrows have been lost in the UK since 1966. In fact, we've lost 38 million birds in the UK skies in the last 60 years. With birds facing so many challenges, it's more important than ever to get involved in the bird watch. Every bird you do, or don't, count will give the RSPB a valuable insight into how garden birds are faring. Becky Spite, RSPB Chief Executive, said, with so many people sending in their sightings over the weekend from across the UK, Big Garden Birdwatch really helps paint a picture of how our garden birds are faring. Last year, we celebrated the 20-year stint of the house sparrow at number one. However, the numbers speak for themselves when it comes to the startling declines of some of our once common birds. They no longer have the abundance coast across the UK that they used to have. We are in a nature and climate emergency and we lost 38 million birds from our skies in the past 50 years. By taking part, you can play an important role in helping us understand how birds are doing. With birds and other wildlife now facing so many challenges, every count matters. Over its four decades, Big Garden Bird Watch has highlighted the winners and losers in the garden bird world. It was first to alert the RSPB to the decline in song thrush numbers, which are down 80% compared to the the first Big Garden Bird Watch in 1979. This species was a firm fixture in the top 10 in 1979, but by 2009 its numbers were less than half those recorded 45 years ago. The song thrush scraped in at number 20 in the rankings last year, seeing just 9% of gardens. This year's event marked 45 years since the first Big Garden Bird Watch. Starting in 1979, it has since become a much-loved annual citizen science event. Over that time, 185 million birds have been counted and nearly 11.5 million hours spent watching and counting garden birds. This weekend is a chance for people of all ages to count the number of birds that visit their garden, balcony or local park, helping the RSPB to get a snapshot of how they are doing. To find out more and get involved, visit www.rspb.org. UK slash birdwatch School numbers Pupils across the country have already been busy counting birds in their school grounds. RSPB Big Schools Birdwatch launched on January the 8th and runs until February 19. For more than 20 years, the Birdwatch has helped to connect children and their teachers with nature in their school grounds. More than 66,000 children and their teachers took part last year with blackbirds, wood pigeons, 
house sparrows, starling and magpie being top of the pecking order in our playgrounds. The last day for sending in results for schools taking part all over the country is February the 19th. For details, visit www.rspb.org.uk slash schoolswatch. Bill must better balance needs of harmed children. Proposed changes to the age at which young people are referred to the children's hearing system could see an imbalance of rights between children who have harmed and children who have been harmed. Victim Support Scotland has expressed concern at new plans under the Children's Care and Justice Scotland Bill to change the definition of child in the children's hearing system from under 16 to under 18. This would mean that all young people who commit a crime who are under the age of 18 could have their case heard through the children's hearing system. Currently, many victims do not receive information about their case which affects their ability to safety plan. There are also significant concerns the new legislation fails to uphold victims' rights under Scotland's Victims Code and the right to recovery for children harmed by other children under the UNCRC. Victim Support Scotland believes that victims should have the same level of support and information no matter how the system decides to deal with the perpetrator person causing harm. Chief Executive Kate Wallace believes it is hugely important that victims' voices are included in the change in legislation. She said, Ahead of Stage 2 of the Children, Care and Justice Bill, Victim Support Scotland remain deeply concerned that the bill fails to balance the rights of children who cause harm with those who have been harmed. Article 39 of the UNCRC states that all children have a right to physical and psychological recovery. The Victims Code has been enshrined in legislation since 2014, which entitled all victims of crime to support and information. This was legislation passed by the SNP government. This bill, as it stands, fails to uphold rights under Victims Code and right to recovery for children harmed by other children under the UNCRC. This causes potential issues for incorporation of UNCRC into legislation. At the moment, this bill does not address the challenges that already exist, and our concern is that it is going to make those worse as it will apply to a wider group of children, and that will have an impact on more victims. Nature's Engineers Keep Scotland Beautiful has launched the annual Pocket Garden Design Competition in partnership with Garden for Life Forum. This year, the charity is inviting nursery and school pupils aged 3 to 18 to design a miniature pocket-sized garden which includes food for people, is good for wildlife and reuses something. The 2024 theme is Nature's Engineers, shining a light on the incredible homes animals build, the role in creating whole ecosystems and how modern green technology is being inspired by natural engineering. Eve Keepax, KSB Education and Learning Officer said, Nature's engineers are amazing and we're excited to see how this theme inspires pupils' imaginations. Youngsters are being invited to submit their designs no later than Friday, February the 23rd to pocketgarden at keepscotlandbeautiful.org. More nurses are needed to support our patients. Parkinson's UK is calling for more specialist nurses to support the growing population of people living with a complex brain condition. 
In a new report published on Tuesday, the charity highlights alarming figures showing that there, is, there are not enough Parkinson's nurses to meet the needs of Scotland's 13,000-strong Parkinson's population. A double crisis is looming. Parkinson's numbers are growing and more than half of Parkinson's nurses working in Scotland right now are due to retire before 2030. There are also shortages of other essential members of Parkinson's teams, including doctors and other professionals like physiotherapists, speech therapists and occupational therapists. Parkinson's is the fastest growing neurological condition in the world. Parkinson's UK estimates by the year 2030 the number of people with Parkinson's in Scotland will have increased by 15% to around 15,000. Tanis Muller, Parliamentary and Campaigns Manager for Parkinson's UK in Scotland, said, People with Parkinson's tell us that the most important person helping them to live with their condition is their Parkinson's nurse. We are really concerned that people are struggling to get the support they need from their nurse right now, and these pressures will only get worse as the number of people living with Parkinson's in Scotland continues to grow. Where people have have insufficient support from a Parkinson's nurse, they are less likely to be confident about self-managing their condition. They are also less likely to be referred to essential professionals such as speech therapy, physiotherapy and occupational therapy. This has consequences, lost independence, increasing care needs and more crisis hospital and care home admissions. Parkinson's UK recommends a maximum caseload of 300 people with Parkinson's for each full-time specialist nurse, with fewer in remote areas. That means that that Scotland needs a minimum of 44 full-time Parkinson's nurses covering routine patient-facing work just now, yet there are fewer than 33 full-time equivalent Parkinson's nurses. A typical nurse has about a 100 more people on their caseload than they should. Dr Anne-Louise Cunnington, consultant in older people's medicine based at Glasgow Royal Infirmary, said, Parkinson's nurses support and educate not just people with Parkinson's and their carers, but also other health and social care professionals who often know very little about this complex condition. Many of the experienced nurses that we have in Scotland have been working with the Parkinson's population for 15 to 20 years and it's very hard even for them to capture the knowledge and experience they have acquired during that time. I'm not sure we fully appreciate the extent of the wealth of knowledge they have. I am concerned that with many of these specialist nurses facing retirement, that experience will go with them and that will be a huge loss to the people with Parkinson's and also the healthcare services as a whole. Family Announcements Deaths McDade, Mary Peacefully on January 12th, 2024 Loving mother to Robin, John, Karen, Andrew and Colette Sister to Patrick and James, Granny to Paul, Anthony, Duncan, Erin and Jack. 
mother-in-law to Colleen, Duncan and Barbara. Fortified by the rites of the Holy Church, RIP, reception and vigil on Wednesday, January 31st, 2024, at St. Fallon's RC Church, Kirkintilloch, for 6.30pm. Funeral Mass on Thursday, February 1st, 2024, for 10am, thereafter to Old Isle Cemetery for 11.15am. Stuart, George. Suddenly on holiday in Sweden, on Thursday, December 28th, 2023. George, beloved husband of the late Lillian, much-loved father of Dorothy and the late Alan, father-in-law to Billy, a loving grandpa to Kenneth, Stuart, Maja and Cheryl, and great-grandpa George to Ben and Leo. Funeral service to take place at Lindsay Union Parish Church on Monday, January 29th, 2024, at 11am and thereafter to Canner Cemetery. Tullis, Colin Gordon. Suddenly and unexpectedly on Wednesday, January 3rd, 2024, Colin, aged 60, of Kirkintilloch. Beloved father of Megan, much-loved son of Gordon and the late Joan, and dearly loved brother and uncle. A funeral service will be held at Falkirk Crematorium on January 31st at 12.15pm. Family flowers only. Donations, if desired, to Macmillan slash Beetson Cancer Charity. Birthdays. Ellie Ferguson. Happy 70th birthday, Mama. Hope you realise just how fabulous you are. Such a loving, caring, thoughtful person. Always putting others before yourself and your own needs. Selfless to your core and always gracious with your time, effort and energy. I'm the luckiest person in the world to have a mothership like you. Continue your journey and shine like the star you are. Have an amazing time at Strictly. Keep dancing. Love you always. Lynn. Kiss, hug, kiss. Eleanor Ferguson. Happy 70th to my sister. Thanks for making me the best lattes and always getting the shadies in. You're simply the best. Love from Alan. Kiss, kiss. Anniversaries. Jerry and Wilma Hamilton. Happy 60th anniversary on the 24th of January, 2024. Opinion. This week, Wednesday the 24th of January, let's talk the Kirk and Tillock and Bishop Briggs Herald letters page. Please send your letters via email to kirkyherald at jnscotland.co.uk That's K-I-R-K-Y-H-E-R-A-L-D at sign J-N-S-C-O-T-L-A-N-D .co.uk and write letters in the subject field. Please keep letters to a maximum of 300 words. 
Letters cannot be published without a name and postal address. Also include a daytime phone number if possible. We reserve the right to edit any letter. Hot water bottles. Put a stop to the cheap plastic stoppers. Sir, in last week's Kirky Herod there was an article concerning burns from hot water bottles. The article gave tips on how to safely fill these bottles. I think that the fault lies not in the filling of the bottles, but in the style of stoppers provided by manufacturers. In days gone by, the stopper was a solid bung with a rubber washer. Not much water got past these. Nowadays, the stopper is cheap plastic with a thread, which doesn't make a secure seal. I have had two soaked mattresses and a puddle on the floor as evidence of this. Why did manufacturers change what was working for a cheap, unsafe substitute? Did this start in another country and we have to follow like sheep? Is it like American nails and Australian or German shampoos? Have we no ideas of our own? Yours, etc. Isabel Hutton, Kirkintilloch. Scotland's poor? That's quite absurd. Sir, according to recent states and statistics, Scotland has a population of 5.5 million, very similar to that of our near neighbours Denmark, 5.8 million, and Ireland, 5.2 million. The Scottish Government website reports the Scottish budget for the 2023-2024 is £59.7 billion, which, it states, is funded from the Scottish Block Grant and devolved tax revenues. This is much less than the national budgets for government spending reported by our neighbours in the same period, i.e. Denmark, £160 billion, and Ireland, £89 billion. Even allowing for UK government spending on reserved matters, for example UK annual military budget of £55 billion, or what Scotland's pro rata share is around £5 billion, that is quite a large gap. Anyone who has been to Denmark or Ireland recently will know that Scotland looks visibly poorer than our prosperous neighbours, and now we know why. Despite having a natural and population resource base that is at least equivalent to these two countries, our national budget is only 37% of Denmark's and 67% of Ireland's. So I have a simple question for supporters of the union with England. Where has Scotland's wealth gone? It is absurd to argue that Scotland is poor and reliant on the UK when one looks either east or west. The answer is obvious. Scotland is a cash cow that just keeps on giving in order to prop up the UK's chronically ailing post-Brexit economy. More UK, anyone? Yours, etc. D. Jameson, by email. Time to go for elderly Don and Joe, sir. There are three basic criteria to be eligible to stand for election in the US as a US president, to be a natural-born citizen of the US, to have been a resident of the US for 14 years, and to be at least 35 years of age. If it was thought appropriate to have a minimum age limit, then why not also have a maximum age limit? By the election date in November, the ages of the two main candidates will be 78, Trump, and almost 82, Biden. They are both arguably too old to take on another four-year term as president. If they were to act reasonably and responsibly, then they would stand aside and allow someone younger and more able to take their party's nomination. However, I suspect this this may be wishful thinking on my part. Yours, etc. Gordon Lawson, Address Supplied.
Little access to justice? Sir, the post office affair has exposed how too many ordinary people in the UK are being denied their fundamental democratic right to justice. It is not only the unacceptable delays in process which the Lord Advocate promises to amend. Above all, it is that the great majority of ordinary people who are not wealthy simply cannot access justice as they cannot afford to pay for legal advice to defend themselves from injustice or malicious prosecution. This lack of access to justice for all militates against the very foundations of our society. Access to justice must be redefined as an essential service. It needs to be free at the point of use. Urgent reform is overdue in both the process and payment systems needed for the effective and timely administration of justice. Can we now finally hope for no more delays as the Lord Advocate has promised to achieve this just society our democratic system aspires to? Yours etc. Elizabeth Marshall by email Be a mate and get home safe. A couple who lost their son eight years ago are supporting the Royal Life Saving Society UK's annual Don't Drink and Drown campaign. The campaign aims to encourage those who have been drinking to be responsible for their friends after a night out, be a mate and ensure they return home safely. Don't Drink and Drown was launched following multiple tragic student drownings in 2014. It aims to ensure people remain safe around water after a night out. In a sample of UK accidental drowning cases analysed by RLSS UK, figures revealed that 81% of those aged 16 to 25 who drowned under the influence of alcohol or drugs weren't with friends at the time of drowning. Support for the initiative comes from Margaret and Duncan Spears, after their son, Christopher, 28, tragically lost his life after returning from a night out in Glasgow. On January 29, 2016, Christopher, who was believed to be under the influence of alcohol, was walking near to the River Clyde in stormy weather when he slipped into the water and was swept down the river. Despite several rescue attempts, he sadly drowned. His dad, Duncan, said, We are happy to support such an important campaign. It is vital people don't walk home near water after a night out, as there are so many dangers. We are pleased to work with the Royal Life Saving Society UK to raise awareness of its life-saving work, and I know we have its support, which means so much. Margaret and Duncan founded Christopher's Saving Lives campaign in his memory and have since dedicated their lives to promoting water safety. Duncan added, All Margaret and I want to do is save lives. We don't want anyone to go through what we have. It's been horrendous. But we do this for him in his name. Lee Heard, Charity Director at RLSS UK, added, Sadly, Christopher isn't the only person to have lost his life under these terrible circumstances. Our Don't Drink and Drown campaign was launched following various instances where young people's nights out have sadly not ended the way they had planned. For more info info on the campaign, visit the RLSS website. Funding to help creatives financially. Scottish creatives and businesses are being invited to apply to the Go See Share Fund for small grants designed to increase their own financial sustainability. Supported by the National Lottery through Creative Scotland, individual funding awards of between £3,000 and £10,000 are available to help develop best practice business knowledge and to share this with others. 
The scheme enables creatives to explore and share new ways to expand their business activity and make them more financially sustainable by connecting with and learning from international creative business models. Jessica Bonehill, Creative Scotland Creative Industries Officer, said, One of the most powerful ways of learning is directly from our peers, which is what GoSeeShare offers. Full details of the fund, including how to apply, can be found on the website at www.creativescotland.com. District News, Churches, date Wednesday the 24th of January. St Mary's Parish Church. The service on Sunday, January 28th, will begin at 11am and be taken by the Reverend Dr Ruth Morrison. There will be age-appropriate activities for our young church in the halls during the service. The craft group will meet on Monday, January 29th at 2pm. We will continue with the projects discussed previously, which include items for Easter, mitts and knitted squares along with more poppies for the Remembrance Banner and early Christmas items. Wednesday Welcome will take place on Wednesday, January 24th, when tea, coffee and home baking will be available from 10am until 11.30am. This will be followed by a short service. There will be a lunch after the service on Sunday, February 18. There will be two courses, a savoury and sweet. The tickets will go on sale on Sunday, January 28th in the church after the service. The tickets cost £1 plus a donation on the day. Kirkintilloch Church of God at Regent Hall, Regent, on Wednesday. Our coffee corner is open from 12 noon to 2pm for home baking and coffee. Join our friends and neighbours for a chat over coffee. On Sunday, there will be a Zoom service at 6.30pm. The speaker this week will be Simon Robertson from Nottingham. A warm invitation to everyone who is able to join us on Zoom. Access details for the stream can be obtained by emailing hello at sign regenthall.org. For up-to-date and further information on our services, visit our website on www.regenthall.org. Jesus said, Very truly I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him that has sent me has eternal life and will not be judged but has crossed over from death to life. John chapter 5 verse 24 Lindsay Old Parish Church Communion will be celebrated on Sunday, January 28th led by Reverend Philip Wright at the church at 11am. A creche is available for children under three years of age. The quilt and craft group meet every Wednesday 10am to noon in the session room. Time Out, a social evening for ladies of all ages, is on Monday evenings at 7.45pm in the church hall. If your New Year's resolution was get fitter, why not try Scottish country dancing? Come along for fun, fitness and friendship every Thursday in the church hall 7.30pm to 9.30pm, you will be made very welcome. Springfield Cambridge Church Morning worship on Sunday, January 28th will be conducted by Reverend Ian Taylor, assisted by our Assistant Minister, Mrs Julie Harty, in the sanctuary at 11am. Tea and coffee will be served in the Cameron Hall after morning worship. Come along and enjoy the fellowship. No collection is taken during the service so donations can be made by placing them in the offering hot plates in the Hall of Fellowship as you enter or leave the building. Morning worship is also being live-streamed on the Springfield Cambridge Church YouTube channel. 
A link to this can be found on the Springfield Cambridge Church website www.springfieldcambridge.org.uk and Facebook page where up-to-date information about events and church organisations can also be found. There will be a vestry hour on Wednesday, January 24th from 10am to 11am for anyone who would like to speak with the minister. There will be a short weekly service of worship in the Springfield Chapel on Wednesday, January 24th from 11.10am to 11.30am followed by tea and coffee in the Hall of Fellowship. On Sunday, February the 4th, the Sacrament of the Holy Communion will be celebrated during morning worship. Colston Well Park Church In these cold, wintry conditions, a warm welcome awaits you at Colston Well Park starting at 11am, led by Reverend Malcolm Cuthbertson and, as normal, tea, coffee and conversation in the hall after the service. On Monday, the Art Club is recommends from 10am to 1pm. New members are welcome to join us. For more information, call Ramsey on 07709-584-680. This Wednesday, the Coast and Tea Break, our community drop-in, continues from 11am to 12.30pm. And feel free to pop in for a good chat, company and good food, and it's free. Especially at this time, let's not forget the essential work done by the food bank. It is open every Friday from 11am to 1pm and 2pm to 4pm. For those who continually assist in the work, and for all who donate foodstuffs, we give you our sincere thanks. Kemmuir Parish Church This Sunday's morning service will include the admission of new members to our congregation. The service begins at 11am and will be read by our assistant minister, Reverend Key Gardiner. In the evening, there will be an evening of Scottish praise from 6.30pm to 8pm. You are welcome to join us both in church and on our YouTube channel. The service on YouTube can be watched live as is streamed or at a later time that suits you. You can find our channel by simply searching for Ken Muir Bishop Briggs on YouTube. That's K-E-N-M-U-R-E B-I-S-H-O-P B-R-I-G-G-S on YouTube. Teas and coffees and a time of fellowship follows the end of church service. The most up-to-date details of all of our groups that are currently running may be found on our website kemure-church.co.uk To find us on Facebook, just search for Kemure Parish Church. If you would like to join our WhatsApp group or receive Bible studies from ABC, then email us at kemurechurch.co.uk at signicloud.com Lindsay Union Parish Church Sunday January 28th is a super Sunday with a soup lunch and the service in aid of the Church of Scotland HIV slash AIDS project The service at 11am will be led by elders and members of the congregation Young people are also welcome to Lighthouse and Bible Class A live stream of the service is available on YouTube via our website the meeting place opens for tea and coffee and home baking every Wednesday 10am to noon in the new hall. Everyone, from the very young to the young at heart, is welcome to attend and we also have a good selection of greetings cards and second-hand books for sale. Youth Cafe, Cafe Thursdays, 3.45pm to 5pm, a place where young people can hang out, relax and have a good time after a long day at school. Each week there is a free snack. 
with lots of different things to do, such as games consoles, table tennis, arts and crafts, board games and more. The Coffee Pot is open on Fridays at 10am till noon in the new hall for teas, coffees and chat. St James Church, Hilton Road, Bishop Briggs, Rector Reverend Paul Watson, 0141 230 4080. There is a communion service in the chapel on Thursday, January 25th at 11am and at 9am on Sunday, January 28th. The 10.30am communion service, with hymns on Sunday, is in the church. Everyone is welcome to come along to any of these services. Do stay on for tea and coffee and fellowship afterwards. Also on Sunday, January 28th, in the evening, there is a journey event at 7pm to 8pm. Humility, a crucial virtue for 2024. There are also virtual services and groups. For up-to-date information, refer to our social media, Facebook, St. James LS Bishop Briggs, Website www.stjamesbishopbriggs.org.uk Home Church Scotland Lammermoor Road, Kirkintilloch, G66 2AB Home Church Kirkintilloch, Home Church East End, Carmyle G32 8DP and online, a church for all ages. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. John chapter 8 verse 12 Sunday, January 28th at 10am Prayer meeting followed by refreshments 11am Worship service followed by refreshments A warm welcome awaits you Home Church Carmyle, 10am and 6.30pm Home groups will recommence in February Home radio is available every day See Facebook, Instagram and Home Church website for up-to-date information. Milton of Campsie Church We are well into the week of prayer for Christian unity. You are warmly invited to take part in the two remaining services that have been planned by the local churches. The service has been prepared by churches in Burkina Faso on the theme Go and Do Likewise. Wednesday, January 24th at noon, St Mackin's in Lennoxtown. Friday, January the 26th at noon, Milton of Campsie Parish Church, followed by a soup lunch, donate if you wish to Christian Aid. We meet for worship on Sunday, January 28th. All the children's and youth groups meet as normal. Baby and toddler group, Hobbies Club in Baddington, meet on Monday. Cafe Connect is on Tuesday morning. On Wednesday, January 24th at 7pm, we meet for a time to pray in the Eric Liddell. Come when you can, leave when you must. Also on Wednesday, the Fellowship of a Scottish Night at Haston Golf Club. On Friday, January 25th, the BB Anchor and Junior Sections meet at 6.15pm. Take part in the Great Garden Birdwatch January 26th to 28th. 1. Watch the birds around you for one hour. 2. Count how many of each species of bird lands in your patch. 3. Go online and tell us what you saw. Help our eco-group get the green message over to all MSPs. If you're handy with a needle and thread and would like to help us make green heart badges, please speak to Claire Mould. All materials will be provided. 
G.O. Mad Extra on Sunday 25th, February, 1-3pm. to Maxwell would make a perfect pet. Maxwell is a Jack Russell Terrier looking for his forever home. He is currently being cared for by the Scottish SPCA Edinburgh and Lothian's Animal Rescue and Rehoming Centre. This older gentleman is looking for a home with lots of company. Though he is an older boy, he is still full of energy and loves going for his walks. He walks very well on the lead in his lovely manners. He is not particularly bothered by other dogs, so could potentially live with another dog pending a successful introduction. Maxwell will require his own secured garden and is best suited to an adult-only home. Visit www.scottishspca.org forward slash rehome dash a dash pet forward slash 14055 dash Maxwell. Wednesday the 24th of January, District News General. Citizens Advice Bureau give notice of their annual general and public meeting to be held on Friday, February the 9th at Kirkintal Town Hall, Union Street at 11.30am. Nominations to board from interested parties welcomed. Light lunch will be provided. For catering purposes, please advise of attendance by contacting 0141 775 3220 or by email bureau at Eastern Barton cab.casonline.org.uk That's b-u-r-e-a-u at sign e-a-s-t d-u-n-b-e-r-t-o-n c-a-b dot c-a-s-o-n-l-i-n-e dot o-r-g dot u-k Safety first. Walk like a penguin this winter. By NHS Greater Glasgow and Clyde. That's the advice from NHS Greater Glasgow and Clyde. It's urging the public to walk like penguins to help avoid slips and trips in the icy conditions this week. Adopting a penguin walk is a safer way to get about in the cold weather as it could help keep you more stable and minimise the risk of losing balance or slipping on the ice. Top tips to walk like a penguin. Bend slightly and keep your knees loose. Point your feet out slightly. Extend your arms at your sides. Walk flat-footed, taking short steps. Keep your centre of gravity over your feet. In the event of a slip, trip or fall which requires a medical attention, but is not very urgent or life-threatening, the health board is advising people not to go straight to A&E, but instead to call NHS 24 on 111. Dr Amelia Crichton, Director for Public Health at NHS Greater Glasgow and Clyde, said, At this time of year, and especially in icy spells like this one, slips, trips and falls are the most common accidents that result in injury. While it might seem silly to walk or waddle like a penguin, the alternative may be a nasty injury or even time in hospital. Remember, when it comes to getting around the ice, penguins know best, so when you're out and about in the next few days, Adopting the penguin stance is a really effective way to move without falling. During this time, we should also make sure we're supporting our elderly family members and neighbours by making journeys on their behalf to avoid them having to go out in icy conditions. Dr Crichton also reminded people that, 
in the majority of cases involving slips and trips, going to A&E may not be appropriate. She said, A&E is there to help the sickest people and treat the most urgent emergencies, and we would always advise anyone who thinks their condition or injury is very urgent or life-threatening to call 999 or go to A&E immediately. However, most falls and trips do not require treatment to A&E, and in fact, you might be asked to seek help elsewhere if you arrive at A&E inappropriately. Call 111 if it's urgent, or you're not sure, call NHS 24 and 111. Unless it's an emergency, please think ABC before going to A&E. Visit NHS Greater Glasgow and Clyde website. The Hive, supportive workspace for women. Support for women in business. A new hub to encourage and support more women to get started and grow successful businesses. It's opening in North Lanarkshire. The Hive, located in one well, at one well-wind in Airdrie, will offer desks, offices and meeting rooms, treatment rooms, on-site business advice and support, and events and networking opportunities. Use of the workspace is free until August 2024 and will be available 24-7 to suit all users' needs. North Lanarkshire Council invites everyone interested to the Hive launch on February the 2nd, where they can tour the facility and enjoy lunch. To book a free space, visit www.eventbrite.co.uk Virtual Tour for Carers Carers in East Barnshire are invited to join Carers Link for a virtual guided tour of the Palace of Holyrood House that will take place on Wednesday, January 31st at 2.30pm via Zoom. The virtual tour is organised by Carers Link Eastern Bartonshire's Take 5 project. The project is available thanks to the Social Isolation and Loneliness Fund, resourced by the Scottish Government and managed by Impact Funding Partners with the aim of reducing social isolation and loneliness and building stronger social connections across Scotland. The event is open to anyone in Eastern Bartonshire who is looking after someone, whether a friend, neighbour or relative. Carers Link is urging anyone interested in joining the event to register as soon as possible. Jennifer Rowe, Chief Executive Officer of Carers Link Eastern Bartonshire, said, When we asked our carers what events they might be interested in joining, the feedback requested more online and virtual events. As a result, we've arranged a virtual 360-degree tour of the Palace of Holyrood House, the King's official residence and the home of Scottish royal history. It's a great opportunity for our carers to attend an interesting event and meet, chat and socialise virtually. We encourage anyone who is looking after someone to register with us to access the events. We provide advocacy and information to unpaid carers and family members in Eastern Bartonshire who look after a relative, friend or neighbour. During the tour, our host will deliver a 45-minute chat with the images and videos, followed by questions and discussions. The session will take place on Wednesday, January 31st at 2.30pm on Zoom. Carers need to be registered with Carers Link, which you can do at www.carerslink.org.uk slash carer hyphen self hyphen referral hyphen form. Once registered with Carers Link, book a place on a tour at www.carerslink.org.uk slash events slash 
palace-of-holyroodhouse-virtual-tour. Planning Notices Eastern Bartonshire Council Public Notices The Eastern Bartonshire Council, Kenmuir Avenue, Bishop Briggs, Temporary Closure, Order 2024 On the 23rd of January 2024, the Eastern Bartonshire Council made the above-named order under Section 14 Brackets 1 of the Road Traffic Regulation Act 1984 as amended, which makes it unlawful for any person to drive or cause or permit to be driven any motor vehicle, with the exception of vehicles engaged in the works and those vehicles requiring access to properties adjacent to the closed section of road when it is safe and practical to do so, on Kenmuir Avenue, Bishop Briggs, between its junctions with Brackenbury Road and Pollock Drive by reason of works being executed on or near this road. This order will operate from 8am on Monday the 5th of February until 6pm on Friday the 16th of February 2024. Alternative route. The alternative routes will be way of Brackenbury Road, Kenmuir Gardens, Pollock Drive and Beaufort Gardens, Bishop Bricks and these routes will be signposted. Karen Donnelly, Chief Solicitor and Monitoring Officer, Legal and Regulatory Services, Eastern Bartonshire Council Headquarters, 12 Strathkelvin Place, Kirkintilloch, G66 1TJ. Planning Applications Format Application number, followed by address slash location, followed by proposal, followed by type of advert, followed by period of reps. TP slash ED slash 23 slash 0697. 16 Glen Head Road, Lindsay, Eastern Bartonshire, G66 5AL. Replace the existing single glazed sash and case windows with double glazed upgrades. Reg 5, listed building consent, 21 days. TP slash ED slash 23 slash 0715 16 Glen Head Road, Lindsay, Eastern Bartonshire, G66 5AL Replacement Windows, Section 65, Affecting CA, 21 days TP slash ED slash 23 slash 0753 9 Park Avenue, Kirkintilloch, East Dumbartonshire G66 1EY Construction of Rear Extension Section 65 Affecting CA 21 Days 
tp slash ed slash 23 slash 0704. All abilities access ramp connecting Aran Drive to the 4th and Clyde Town Path. Aran Drive, Kirk and Tillock, Eastern Bartonshire. Reg 20, brackets 1, 21 dates. If you are unable to view the plans on the Council's website, then please contact the Planning Duty Officer to arrange a suitable time to view the plans in our offices. Written comments may be made within the above period to the Council through the Council's website or to the above address. Any representations will be treated as public documents and made available for inspection by interested parties and may also be published on the Council's website. Traffic Notices Appointment to the Education, Children and Families Committee of North Lanarkshire Council for one person interested in the promotion of religious education. North Lanarkshire Council In terms of Section 124 of the Local Government Brackets Scotland Act 1973 as substituted by the Local Government etc. Scotland Act 1994 North Lanarkshire Council proposes to appoint to the Education, Children and Families Committee in addition to the representatives of the Church of Scotland and the Roman Catholic Church a third person interested in that promotion of religious education. Notice is hereby given that 1. Any person who wishes to be considered for selection must, no later than 12 noon on Friday the 1st of March 2024, lodge with the subscriber at the offices shown below, or by email to committee at northlan.gov.uk. A written request for such consideration. Which request must contain that person's full name and address and a statement by that person as to why he or she regards himself or herself as worthy for selection. And 2. Any person or denominational body which has a duly constituted charge or other regulatory appointed place of worship within North Lanarkshire and which wishes to nominate a person to be considered for selection must no later than 12 noon on Friday the 1st of March 2024, lodge with the subscriber at offices shown below or by email to committee at northland.gov.uk a written request for consideration of such nominee and a statement by such nominee which request must contain a the full name and address of such nominee and a statement by such church or denominational body as to why such nominee is regarded as worthy of selection and b a note of the number of persons within North Lanarkshire who are members of such church or denominational body and such further information as that church or denominational body wishes to provide in relation to itself. Archie Aitken that's A-R-C-H-I-E A-I-T-K-E-N Chief Officer Legal and Democratic, Civic Centre, 
Windmill Hill Street, Motherwell, ML11AB. NorthLanarkshire.gov.uk North Lanarkshire Council, Cardowan Drive and Lenzie Road. Steps. Temporary Road Closures. Order 2024, North Lanarkshire Council. On the 15th of January 2024, the North Lanarkshire Council made the above-named order under Section 14 brackets 1 of the Road Traffic Regulation Act 1984 as amended by Schedule 1 of the Road Traffic Temporary Restrictions Act 1991 and an exercise of all other enabling powers which makes it unlawful for any person to drive or cause or permit to be driven any motor vehicle, with the exception of vehicles engaged on signal refurbishment, footway and carriageway reconstruction works, on Cardowan Drive and Lindsay Road steps, as detailed below by reason of works being executed on or near these locations. Cardowan Drive from its junction with A80 Cumbernauld Road, eastwards for a distance of 25 metres or thereby. Alternative routes. Vehicles should proceed via A80 Cumbernauld Road, Cardowan Road and Cardowan Drive. Lenzie Road. From its junction with A80 Cumbernauld Road, northwards to its junction with Church Avenue. Alternative routes. Vehicles should proceed via A80 Cumbernauld Road, A806 Crowwood Roundabout to Horns Hill Roundabout, A806 Horns Hill Roundabout to B757 Steps Road, B757 Steps Road and Lindsay Road. Pedestrian access will be maintained where practicable during the closure. Vehicle access will be maintained where practicable during the closure. Please note that no two closures will take place at the same time. The order will come into operation at one minute past midnight on Wednesday the 31st of January 2024 and will remain in operation until 1 minute to midnight on Tuesday, the 12th of March, 2024. Archie Aitken, that's Chief Officer, Legal and Democratic, Civic Centre, Windmill Hill Street, Motherwell, ML11AB. NorthLanarkshire.gov.uk Malt Hallow Departs An article written by Brian Yule and read by me, Corey. Glasgow City midfielder Linda Malt Hallow is heading across the pond after joining NWSL side Racing Louisville for an undisclosed fee. The 25-year-old, who is nicknamed the Rand Fontaine Ronaldinho, made 32 appearances for City since arriving from Swedish side Jurgardens a year ago. 
In that time, Maltalo scored four goals and made seven assists, including setting up Lauren Davidson's winning goal against Rangers, which clinched last season's SWPL1 title from City. The South African international played at the FIFA Women's World Cup in Australia and New Zealand last summer, scoring the opening goal in her country's group stage match against Argentina. This helped the Africa Cup of Nations champions to reach the knockout stage, with Mott Hallow becoming the first City player to do so. She said, City is not just a team, but it's a family. The first day I arrived here, I instantly felt at home. Everyone cares about you as a player, but also as a human being. I cannot thank this club enough for everything it has done for me. The opportunities, the experiences the highs and even the lows. All of these experiences have been great development for me. I am honoured to have represented this football club. I would like to say thanks to all players, coaching staff, board and other members of staff that have played a role in my time at the club. City head coach Leanne Ross added, Linda made a huge impact on and off the pitch during her short time here at Glasgow City. Her infectious personality saw her becoming a popular figure in the dressing room and her performances on the pitch, including that assist for the title-winning goal last season, were a joy to watch. For someone so talented, a more humble and hard-working professional, you will struggle to find. Although it's sad to see her move on, we are grateful to have played a part in Linda's development and wish her nothing but success in the next stage in her career. City had no game at the weekend as the semi-finals of the Sky Sports Cup were being played, and returned to action this Sunday as they welcomed Celtic to Peters Hill Park. That article was written by Brian Yule and read by me, Corey. Aussie Prospect Hoping for Medals in Glasgow an article written by Phil Lanning and read by me, Corey. James Pearson is determined to win medals after becoming the final piece of the signing jigsaw at Glasgow Tigers for the 2024 season. The 18-year-old Australian joins Chris Harris, Steve Worrell, Leon Flint, Paul Starkey, Lee Coplin and Ace Pitchper to complete the Ashfield site. Pearson, who rode for Birmingham Brummies last year and has also raced in Poland and Denmark, said it's an awesome move for me. To join the Championship League winners is a dream. I really love the track and the fans up at Glasgow. I think it's a place where I can settle in and score a lot of points. It's tough to come over from Australia and make a mark in the UK. It's been a hard two years learning curve for me. But now I want to really progress. I know I've got the ability to up my game and help Glasgow defend the title. It's really important to me to be part of a winning team. I think that can help push me and motivate me further. I've been really impressed with Glasgow and now it's about delivering results. It's going to be an exciting season. 
Team boss Cammy Brown believes the club have signed one of the hottest new prospects from Australia. He said, James has already impressed me whenever I've seen him race. He's got a huge future in the sport. Glasgow have got a good record with promising Aussies. And I feel that James can be a massive hit at club. He's got a great attitude, brilliant professionalism, and he can go to the very top. Pearson is currently down under, having been competing in the Australian Championship and will return to the UK in March ahead of the start of the new season. He said, I'm looking forward to having a team that wants to win. We are defending champions, so we want to go back to back. I've never managed to win any team silverware, so it would be awesome to do that. The preparations have started for getting to Glasgow. I am looking for sponsorship and backing to be in the best possible position to win races for the Tigers. It should be a great year ahead. The new season will start on April 5th as Tigers travel to Edinburgh Monarchs in the BSN and the defence of their championship title will begin on May 3rd at home to Workington Comets. That article was written by Phil Lanning and read by me, Corey. Rossville women suffer first league defeat of the season. An article unattributed, but it's being read by me, Corey. Rossville women suffered their first championship defeat of the season as they lost 3-1 at home to East Fife on Sunday. A pretty even first half at Petersell Park sprang into life just before half-time. Rossville cleared a shot off the line before, at the other end, Lindsay Holmes shot through a bedlam of defenders to open the scoring. However, the Fifers produced a strong second half to inflict a first victory of the season on the home side. Rossville failed to deal with a terrific delivery from Rigby Wilson at a corner to allow Tyler Thompson to score. The visitors then took the lead as a defensive mix-up allowed Liz Anderson to rise for a header which ended up with the ball in the net. East Fife then secured the three points with an almost carbon copy of their first goal. This time, Terry Skivington being the one to grab the goal from a Wilson corner. Rossville remains six points clear at the top of the championship and the Sunday travel to second place in Verness Caledonian Thistle. Ashfield are now just five points off first place in the WOS First Division with four games in hand on top three after a 3-2 win at home to Renfrew on Saturday. The hosts produced a tremendous first half hour and were 3-0 up courtesy of a double from Sean Grady and a Bobby Barr wonder strike. A red card to Sean Slavin was followed by Renfrew pulling a goal back other side of half time but Ashfield held on for three points. The First Division has new leaders after Peters Hill lost 3-0 away to Kilwinning Rangers, who took over at the top. 
Caledonian Locomotives are up to third in the second division after a 1-0 win at home to Vale of Clyde with Ben Bradshaw tapping in the only goal of the game. West Park United remain second bottom of the third division after a 5-1 defeat to Vale of Levin. The matches involving Kirkintilloch Rob Roy and Glasgow Perthshire both fell victim to the weather. Saturday fixtures. Premier Division, Arthuli versus Kirkintilloch Rob Roy. First Division, Peters Hill versus Thornywood United. Blantyre Victoria versus Ashfield. Second Division, Muirkirk Juniors versus Caledonian Locomotives. St Anthony's versus Glasgow Perthshire. Third Division, West Park United versus Bells Hill Athletic. Fourth Division, Saltcoats Victoria versus Rossville. That article was unattributed, but it was read by me, Corey. That concludes this week's edition of the Kirkendale Herald Podcast. Please remember to subscribe to our channel at Tune Review and tell your friends about our service.